PFF NFL Daily. Today discussing, unfortunately, injuries at training camp because, hey, they do happen every year, Sam. So let's get into it. Some of the most impactful injuries that we've seen so far in training camp. What do you have so far? Yeah, sadly, tis the season. We start football and inevitably injuries follow. Obviously, Ryan Jensen was one we lost in training camp. That was a, a huge potential injury for the Bucks. There was the scare that his backup, Robert Hainsey, was going to get hurt as well. And all of a sudden, the Bucks would be down to the third string center. The situation, ironically, that the Browns find themselves in right now, having lost a couple of centers. But I think the obvious one is the knee injury to Zach Wilson in the first preseason yeah. game. Obviously, it turned out that it wasn't as severe as it looked at the time. I thought for all the world when he made that move, he'd blown his ACL and we were going to be saying Zach Wilson is done for the year, you know, on the shelf and, and what that would have meant immediately. People were jumping to the Jimmy Garoppolo trade and all those kinds of things. Turns out it isn't that serious and he's only going to miss, you know, a little bit of time. But for Zach Wilson, I think it really kind of puts him, you know, behind the eight ball. He was already facing a season with a lot of pressure on his shoulders now he's going to have to do it missing some important reps, missing important preseason time for him, missing time generally. And then when he does hit the field again, he's going to be coming off a knee injury. And, you know, there's always a tendency that you kind of come back when you're not quite 100% and, you know, aren't firing at the best of your ability. So uh, Zach Wilson's yeah. really up against it. I really think the missed reps for Zach Wilson are the biggest thing. Because if it, that's where he just looked behind last year. He was a little bit slow working through his stuff, taking too many sacks. Um, the thing we loved about Zach Wilson coming out of BYU were the special throws, right? The arm talent type of stuff. But he wasn't great at a lot of the easy stuff. He needs these reps in training camp. So that's the most unfortunate thing. You're right, though. It, it's, it's at least it wasn't the entire season. So the reports from... Uh, the text message, Sam, the text message that goes out to all of the insiders, essentially saying they're going to take it slow. They're going to make sure the Jets, right, that, that, that Zach Wilson is healthy, but he could week one could be in play. But we're also looking at maybe Joe Flacco against his former team against the Baltimore Ravens in week one. So that's the uh, the latest report from uh, the insiders. So. Uh, yes, it could have been way worse for Zach Wilson, but I would have liked to see him get those training camp reps and then eventually some preseason reps and then just you know you're playing catch up during the season and that's where it's just not ideal for him and his development yeah i mean the thing is he was already playing catch up like the the knee injury was the takeaway from that game but it kind of masked the reality that he was looking like the same guy from last year in the first few snaps before he went down like he hadn't you know, even last preseason, it looked better. It looked smooth. It looked confident. It looked efficient and on time. And since that moment, really, since week one, it's been Zach Wilson kind of looking in over his head and, and slightly overwhelmed by everything. The first few, you know, snaps we saw of him this preseason didn't seem to be dramatically different. So Zach Wilson, I think, is already working to try and play catch up. And all of a sudden now he's going to do it whilst recovering from an injury. All right, let, let's circle back to that Ryan Jensen injury because it did happen here during training camp. So it is significant. We're talking about a Bucks team trying to win their second Super Bowl in three years, probably the last hurrah for Tom Brady. Brady's on leave at the moment. Um, but assuming he's coming back, they're expecting that the offensive line was, you know, essentially going to be four-fifths strong, right? That was what the Bucks were thinking. It's not fully intact from last year. They lose Alex Kappa, uh, you know, the, but... 
they do have Shaq Mason coming in and the left guard spot, you know, was, was going to be the big question. There's a four-way battle for left guard. So losing Ryan Jensen at center, that, you know, they lose both guards, right? Both guards are gone. Ali Marpet and Alex Kappa. The left guard position was just going to be the question mark, but now center is a question mark with Robert Hainsey stepping in there in his second year and inexperienced at the position. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, it's a lot of turnover for the offensive line, you know, which had been together for a little bit. And Dr. Eric Eager from the, the forecast, Eric's done a lot of work saying that simply changing bodies on the offensive line is not necessarily good. You know, there is there is something to the continuity of the same five guys playing from year to year. And the Bucks are changing essentially the interior trio. And okay, they replace one spot with Shaq Mason. You could argue that's an upgrade, to be honest. Um, the other spot, there is a competition going on. They've drafted a guy, Luke Decky, to try and take that spot. Um, and now Ryan Jensen is has, is down, so Robert Hainsey's going to have to step in. So whether or not those three guys end up playing average, above average, wherever on the spectrum, it's three new bodies playing on that offensive line, and it's new for everybody. That being said, I think the Bucks are in a good place because of Tom Brady. Um, only Roethlisberger last year got the ball out of his hands quicker on average than Tom Brady. You know, Brady's been doing this since the late 1750s, something like that. I think it was when he began his career. Um, well, give or take. You know, he, he's he's seen it all. He's going to get the ball out of his hands quickly. He's going to mitigate whatever problems there are on that offensive line about as well as anybody in the NFL can do. So unless... I think multiple of the new starters, you know, left the left guard and the center are complete and total train wrecks. I think that offensive line is still fine. We'll get into some more of the key injuries in training camp, but first, football fans join the next generation of fantasy football with Rainmakers Football, their first ever NFT fantasy game from DraftKings. It's the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA, and now you can play all season long for millions in prizes by building the ultimate NFT franchise. Right now, everyone can get their first full roster starter pack for free. Playing Rainmakers is simple. You buy, sell, bid, win player NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions at DraftKings Marketplace. Draft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more just like daily fantasy football. Build your NFT franchise and enter free Rainmakers football contests all season long to compete for millions in prizes. The next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with the promo code PFF. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in for your first card for free. Plus, play for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers football. It's promo code PFF. Build, play, win only at DraftKings. Contest entries dependent on type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Voidable prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, Sam, other injuries. We have Malcolm Butler, Patriots mm. cornerback. He's back, comes back out of retirement and now out for the season at a place where I don't want to say the Patriots are thin. They have options, but they don't have a lot of strong options. And it looks like Malcolm <laughs> Butler is probably the most established cornerback in that cornerback room for the Patriots. I mean, I think you can say they're thin. Like, unless we're, unless we're saying that simply the the virtue of having bodies that you can throw out there to play cornerback makes you they're, not thin. Like they're teaming none of them with are, medi- mediocrity over there. What I would say. Yeah, I mean, look, their their best corner might be the rookie Marcus Jones, who's 
five foot eight and you know 160 pounds. Like this is this is a problem for the Patriots. Already that looked like a really weak cornerback room and a, a potential problem spot for the team. Malcolm Butler, I, I'm not sure we thought, you know, the hopes weren't necessarily that high given where he was coming from at this point in his career, but it was a sort of all familiar face. And we've seen how those have come back to the fold in new England and been plugged in and been better players than they were, you know, for when they left their, uh, their previous team. But yeah, I mean, dude, I think the Patriots cornerbacks are one of the weakest groups in the NFL. And that could be a real problem for this team. Uh, pretty much all the guys in line to start other than Jalen Mills, who's moved around from safety and corner. You've got Terrence Mitchell, Mitchell, Jonathan Jones, uh, Miles Bryant, Jawan Williams, been there a few years. All of those guys produced a negative war. So below replacement level play last year. Mm. So pretty much uh, not great. Terrence Mitchell was good a couple of years ago. But again, you've got a, a position that's up and down and a career for a Terrence Mitchell that has been up and down. Jalen Mills, even, even with improvement in recent years, and a guy that's dabbled at safety quite a bit, you're looking at him maybe as the top corner right now. So yes, it is a... Big question in New England. We've already assumed that they're going to be playing a lot more zone coverage. We know that zone zone isn't easier, but it is a little bit less taxing on cornerbacks. And it, I feel like the Patriots almost have to change their scheme and play a lot more zone and not play that press man coverage that Bill Belichick has been known for the last decade or so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that is a real potential weakness that could cause major problems for this defense. Um, and then the last big injuries to talk about are the Brown centers. They're already down two of them. And honestly, I, I think they're still in a holding pattern until they get final word on what this Deshaun Watson suspension looks like. But if he's out for anything less than a full year, I don't see why they wouldn't re-sign J.C. Treader. Like, the Browns have the most salary cap space in the NFL – he was a top 10 center for them. All of a sudden, the two guys that were potentially going to replace him have gone down. And J.C. Treader is still sitting out there on the open market. The Browns have the money to spend. And this is the kind of spot that could derail their season. Uh, they do have Ethan Posick, who's got he's got experience playing guard, playing center for the Seattle Seahawks, coming off his best season last year. He has gotten better every year by PFF grades, by PFF war. So you know, he could work, but I'm with you, man. J.C. Treader, if you're trying to save that season, if you are the Cleveland Browns. Don't forget about my guy, Tim Patrick, too. Huge loss. Awesome receiver for the Denver Broncos, but they do have some replacements. Let us know. What do you think? Biggest injuries so far in training camp. Hopefully, it's all we see for injuries leading up to the season. The PFF NFL Daily.